Hi people, welcome to another episode of the One Question Podcast. If you're new to this podcast, this is the podcast where I get to ask impressive people just one question. Just one question that we can have a discussion around. My name is Busayo Yewole and with me today is none other than Alan Akinkule. Alan, welcome to my show. Thank you, Busayo. Thank you for having me. Okay, so as in the tradition here, you kind of like, you know, get to say a few words about you so that uh, listeners could really get more context uh, to what you do, who you are, and, you know, some things that may even be shocking to me. So <laughs> let's <laughs> uh, find that out. There's not very much that will shock you, but yes, my name is Alan Akikunle. Um I'm a data scientist, um, live in London. Um I like to travel, I like to cook, um, and recently I picked up cycling, which I really enjoy. So yeah, that's, uh, I guess, something to say about myself. I think that's quite interesting. But what's also more interesting is the fact that you created an Instagram page for your <laughs> cooking life. Yes, yeah, yes, I did. What's the, <laughs> uh, what's the Instagram name again? Um, so it's called Allen Talks Food. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's, uh, the plan is for me to just, you know, share some of the recipes of the food, of the meals I cook, and also to talk about food history, because um, mm-hmm. I like food, I like history. I thought it was a good idea to merge both of them together. So, you know, that's why I started yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And uh, speaking of history, I think you've been reading a lot uh, this year, because uh, you've been sharing so much books that it's so hard to keep up sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was actually asking you, like, do you have Goodreads? And then I went on Goodreads and I couldn't find you because almost every week you had a book on your Instagram that you were reading, either history or even different genres, uh, fiction and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you do it, how you read that fast. And uh, I'm just so impressed by it all. <laughs> well, thank you. It's amazing. And, um, okay, this is not my main question, but I'm just so curious. How many books have you read this year? Um, so I'm actually on my 30th book right now. Um, so, yes, most of them really have been um, fiction because I think when the pandemic started, I moved to reading um, fiction books, especially fiction by um, Black authors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, fiction actually goes really fast. So it takes like a, a week to, to read most fiction books. So yeah, 29 books so far. I'm on my 30th one. Should finish that today, um, actually. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I just see like every week different titles and they're actually very impressive reads. I mean, I've gotten some of the book you put on there and I've read myself and <laughs> they're really, really wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So I, my question for you today is, um, out of all these books you've read, <laughs> Which one as like which one is your best read and uh, how has it impacted you? Why? Just and you know, tell me about that book yeah. that made this year twenty twenty kind of seem <laughs> I don't know impacted you even you know with all the things going on. You know? Yes. Do you mind if I cheat a little bit and actually pick two books, one nonfiction, one fiction? Oh, I like that. Go for it. Yes. Yes. Um. So the the fiction book I really enjoyed um, this year. It was a um, girl, woman, author by Benedict Nevaristo. 
Um, so that that that's the book that was the joint winner of the Booker Prize last year, twenty nineteen. Wow, wow! Um, I've seen that in bookshops, but I've not read it. Also, yes. go ahead, please. So it basically it's a. I really enjoyed that book because I feel you know she she wrote about twelve um, different female characters right on their journeys in 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 Britain, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just how beautiful the story was and how she managed to connect the story of 12 different people in different times together that was just really really nice you know a lot of very different characters young people you know um immigrants from nigeria um you know a gay woman um yeah you know very interesting stories she wove them together so beautifully and i was just blown away by the quality of the writing um Mm. so you know what i learned from it maybe not maybe not much just you know, it's it's fiction. You're supposed to just feel good about it, I guess. That's how I see fiction anyway. Um I mean, yeah. sometimes fiction tends to stay with you longer. Like did this book do that for you? Oh yes, I've been talking about it a lot. Um, you know. And I think some part of it, especially the immigrant story, um, I connected to that because obviously I'm an immigrant here myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the struggles of being an immigrant, um, you know, I I connected to it, right? I, I could understand how sometimes you move to a new country, it's hard to start all over again. You know, you, you have your degrees back home, but people may not really take them seriously here because, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, from, you're from Nigeria, wherever you're from. So I, I connected with that part. And um, yeah, oh, that was a good one. It was a really good book. I really enjoyed reading it. Would you read it again? If yes, I. But right now, I am not rereading any books because I have a lot of other books to read. Uh, <laughs> so okay, I need yeah. to. I need to get to those ones first. But I will surely read it again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, the second one, which is the non-fiction book, um, interestingly, is a book called Boko Haram: um, The History of an African Jihadist Movement uh, by a guy called Alexander Thorstein. Um. So the reason I picked up that book was because I was, so I really didn't know what Boko Haram was. I mean, I knew the havoc, they keep wrecking, mm-hmm. or, you know, they've done a lot of very bad things. And I really wanted to understand how did we even get here? How did Boko Haram become a thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I picked up this book Um. and it just basically, so it, it puts the, you know, Boko Haram's operations, it puts it in the context of, you know, the religious and political environment of Nigeria, especially in um, northeastern Nigeria, um, mm-hmm. you know, and how Boko Haram relates to the state, how it relates to politicians, you know, like the governor of Borno State at that point, um, Ali Mordusheri, how he used them, um, you know, also tension between between two Islamic groups and all that. So it basically frames that in that whole context and it gives you a better understanding of how Boko Haram became a thing and how, you know, the Nigerian government has just really, really not done anything. Hmm. Um, not done enough, actually. Let me not say anything. They've not done enough to um, actually stop this problem, mm-hmm. you know, and how poverty also played a role um, how the Chadian government, because, you know, Nigeria is not the only one actually being affected by Boko Haram, right? You have the JA, yeah, yeah. Chad, and all mm-hmm. this other. And how the Chadian government have actually, they feel more prepared than, than the Nigerian government, which is strange, given that we have way more resources than 
these other countries. <laughs> so it basically just, you know, um, gave me a better understanding of Boham and how complex it is and how it could actually get worse. Um, and it left me with one of the most burning questions. I still, I occasionally tweet about it, is, you know, you have a lot of people in, um, you know, they've recruited a lot of members, Boko Haram, right? And apart from their normal fighters, they have people in communities that act as their, you know, um, informants. Hmm. So the question is, what would you, how do you deal with them, even if you arrest them and all that? Are you going to kill all of them? You know, are you going to kill, you know, 2,000 people, three thousands of people, right? How, how will the Nigerian government, um, you know, that. punish them? You know, hmm. are you going to rehabilitate them, which is what the government have been doing, um, although they've been doing it in a very bad way? Or would you send them to jail? How is that going to, how are they going to, if you rehabilitate them, how would they live in a community where they killed people? So a lot of very deep questions, you know, that I haven't been able to answer myself, but a very interesting book. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's a great question. How would you like reintegrate these people back into the society, even if we do win the war, and uh, get them to stop killing and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, and also because Bukharam has been on for how many years now? Like more than si- six years, I think. It. It's been going well, on yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like people sometimes bring it up when, yeah. Uh, it's time to score political points, you know, yeah. like another uh, election is coming and someone's going to like make it drive, drive on the point. But these people are still acting and people are not thinking of the humanitarian side of it. Like how many people die, how many people get invited to join the cause and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this, wait, who wrote this book again? Um, Ale- Alex- Alexander Thorsten. No. So it's, I think he's a British guy as a British historian. Um, Hmm, yeah. Interesting. So, so how I mean, did you get yeah. that purview into Boko Haram? I mean, people. I'm sure you did research for like, wait, did he uh, maybe live in the north? Or... I think he lived in the north. Actually, I don't know. I didn't actually read much about the author himself. I maybe I did, and I've forgotten about him because I cared more about the story. I, I think when I was doing my research, I was like, "Is this guy credible to tell the story?" I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it seems like he's credible," um, and he listed a bunch of sort uh, other uh, resources. Um, I, I plan on actually checking out at some point. Uh, but it actually just gave, you, gave me at least a very good view of Boko Haram. For example, one of the things I learned was, you know, um, between 2010 and 2013, like Boko Haram started as a, like a public mass preaching movement, right, in, in, in the North. So they were, they were just regular people preaching. Um, and then they turned into this jihadist, jihad, jihadist organization, right? Mm-hmm. So they would do prison breaks. Um, they were doing targeted killings. Um, so yeah, they, they grew from. A, it was a very small problem, you know. It was a very small problem, um, and then it grew into this massive, massive thing that we we, we can't really control. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's. I mean, that's uh, that's enlightening, and also like <laughs> your review of, the, of it is also a bit depressing because this is <laughs> ongoing. So yes. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's something to think about. Wow. So those are the two books that made your 2020. Yes. A book about you know life in London, immigration and stuff like that. Yeah. And also a book about getting to know more about Boko Haram. Yes. Boy, right. your 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's better or worse, but that's <laughs> interesting 2020. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Alan. Sure. Thanks for coming on to share this about, uh, for coming on to share, uh, you know, just about <laughs> the books you read and this like with us. And if you ever start a book club, you know, just let me know so that, you know, we can follow you and just, because I think apart from food, you books are also your thing. Yes, food yes, and books. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do get uh, maybe a book club, let me know. I, I doubt I'll create, start a book club because I, I prefer I prefer to discuss a book at the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, because I don't mm-hmm. think I've never been in a book club, so maybe my idea of it would change if I if I got into one. Uh, but yeah. it's I believe you know having bookmarks at, at, in part of a page and then discusses that I don't really like. I like to get to the end think about it and then maybe then discuss some of the ideas yeah i mean that's how it works like i'm kind of considering starting a book club myself so basically you probably choose a book for the month and just have like you know a brief intro of like what the book could be about i mean the summary of <laughs> what the book is about and why we chose it yeah and then at the end of the month recap it like what we learned from it and our own perspective ah, okay okay so that's a book club. yeah i could start something like that then yeah so if you i don't know if you want to come on board and discuss any book that would be nice too absolutely no that that's all right okay um happy holidays alain and thank you so much for coming on thank you so much thank you for having me this episode Alan talked about two books if you want to get the book yourself or any of the books yourself the first book which is the fictional one is a book by Bernardine Evaristo it's called Girl Woman Other and the second book is uh, a non-fiction one is it's called Boko Haram the history of an African jihadist movement by Alex Tustin and that's it for this episode, people. Until next time, my name is Busayo Yuole. Have a great week. <laughs>